You see, there are six types of methods. Each one of them is a combination of the elemental planes. We used to believe that there were four elemental planes and eight quasi-elemental planes. But this belief has widely been scrubbed in favor of our current four-planar concept. Now, the elemental plane of fire and the elemental plane of water connect here, which is where we would find the steam method, whose steam breath is known to cause extraordinary burns and they are able to speed up their bodies in order to become harder to hit. A version of the blur spell for those of you who have taken illusion magic too. Now, the elemental plane of water connects ear with the elemental plane of earth, which is where we would find the... Anyone? Can anyone identify the method that would occur here? And for bonus points, their spell and what their breath ability would do. Anyone? Roll an arcana check. Hey there, creatures, and welcome to Encounter This, a podcast exploration of the creatures from Dungeons and & Dragons and the lore that surrounds them. Hello there, creatures, and welcome to another episode of Encounter This, episode 79. It feels like crazy that we're getting to these higher numbers. I, of course, have brought you along. My name is Freeman, cool as ice, Mephits, Eisen, and with me, helping me, supporting me, pulling my hand up as I fumble up this mountain, <laughs> is the mountaineer James Up and Smoke Mephits Kids. Kid, 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 no, no S on the end of that, who <laughs> uh, <laughs> will be taking us through, you guessed it, Mephits. And uh, if you want to follow along, you can open up your monster manual on page 215 through... To 17. This is a three-page creature. Well, series of creatures. This is going to be fun? <laughs> Interesting? Uh, it's going to be a lot of stat block. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. Uh, stat block suite in a single episode? Is that how we do this now? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So methods aren't a particularly complicated creature, and there's not a whole lot throughout the additions to even kind of touch on. So this might be our fastest ever six creature episode because we are going to cover six creatures. <laughs> All right, let's beeline through it. A little bit of primer. So methods are imp-like creatures that are native to the elemental planes. So in fifth edition, we only have four elemental planes, but there are like conduits connecting the planes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of where methods come from. So they prefer to live on elemental planes, but they can make their way to material planes. And they make homes and locations similar to their composition. So, for example, a magma method would most likely be formed in a volcano. Gotcha. Um, and they, they come in six flavors in 5e. Mm-hmm. All of them are a mixture of two of the different elements. Right. So we have dust, uh, which is a mixture of earth and air. And it, they're drawn to catacombs. They find death fascinating. Okay. We have ice, which is a mixture of water and air. They are aloof and cruel. Magma is our earth and fire, and they sweat lava and have poor social skills. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. A lot, some of these are weird. <laughs> Mud are a mixture of water and earth, and they're complainers, attention seekers, and will just straight up beg for treasure. Okay. Uh, smoke are lazy liars, and they love to mock and mislead other beings, and they're a composition of fire and air. And our last one, air and water, is steam methods. They are bossy, hypersensitive, and constantly hiss steam. And they are the uh, (laughs) self-appointed kings of the methods. Oh, okay. Self-appointed. Yeah. So there were many, many more in previous editions. So I'm not sure if you're aware of the cosmology and how aggressively it's been reduced, but um, I have a photo here of the, the inner planes as of second edition. So this is a this is a spherical object in this diagram that's been broken in half. The very oh. top is positive, the plane of positive energy. The very bottom is the plane of negative energy. Okay. Oh, this is neat. And running on all four sides is earth, fire, water, and air. Mm-hmm. And you can see in this diagram, each one of those also has like a river flowing to it. For example, on the positive energy plane, between water and earth is ooze, and it mirrors in the in the negative energy plane. Mm. There's magma and smoke and ice, and so these are what are called inner planes or quasi elemental planes. Mm-hmm. So these these rivers, along with these four quadrants um, between fire and negative, and earth and negative, and water and negative, and air and negative, are all known as the quasi elemental planes. So we have smoke, ash, vacuum, salt, dust ooze, magma, and ice on the negative side. And on the positive side, we have lightning, radiance, steam, and mineral in addition to uh, magma, ooze, smoke, and ice. Neat. And this you can is actually see pretty how cool. they work on the, the spherical diagrams on the right. And this will be all be posted up on, on Instagram. Yeah, this, this is very akin to uh, when we covered um, elithids and... and um, doing that primer on traveling between like the crystal spheres or whatever they were called just reminds me of that. Like you had to, you travel between worlds and on the phlogiston and stuff and, and every, but everything was always in these like invisible nigh and impenetrable spheres. And then here we have these other planes in the representation also as a sphere. Uh, yeah. It's so I just, I think it's really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I actually really love this diagram and I, I mm. I'm a little upset that they um, simplified to the degree that they did in five E. Yeah. Yeah. In previous editions, there's a, been a method for every elemental plane that I can think of aside from vacuum. I have not seen a vacuum method. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So there's literally every other one but a vacuum. Yeah. And there are um, at least two, one, at least one that doesn't exist in, the ele- in th- these particular elemental planes because they are from a demiplane. Okay. So through the editions, we have. Uh, there, there's a little chart in our show notes here, which is probably the easiest one to identify. But you know, it, it says what edition they are and what method they are. I'm not going to go over each and every one of them. But for five E, dust has been in second through fifth edition. Ice has been in all five editions. Magma has been in all five editions. Mud is just fifth edition. Smoke mm. is first, second, and fifth. Steam has been in all five as well. Gotcha. So yeah, a lot a of these were smattering. second or third edition. Yeah. Um, and the one that doesn't exist in a, its own plane is the mirror method. Oh, so they didn't do a vacuum, but they made a mirror one that doesn't have a place to exist. <laughs> yeah, so the mirror is from, from, a, from a demi-plane. It's not from a quasi-elemental plane. Okay. Oh, man. It's cool artwork, though. 
Yeah, some of the art was really incredible. So here's like yeah. a melange of methods from third edition. These are just straight up elemental. Oh, sweet. Yeah, cool. And then uh, one of my favorites is the steam from fourth edition. Whoa, that's neat. Okay, it's worth saying now that, uh, so you did say earlier, they're imp-like creatures. Uh, yes. But for, for listeners who don't quite get that, they're, they're just sort of small and devilish looking generally. Um, like, especially in the 5e art, they're very like long nose, like sharp kind of like features, like pointy ears and stuff like that. But they're all a very like one color and they have these little wings and they're very, very much embody their elements. Yeah. And the 5e is a return to earlier editions. So like here's a magma from 1e where you can see those those goblinoid imp-like features. Yeah. Where they kind of went away from those in 2e. Hmm. So like here's a 2e mist method, which just kind of looks like a comic book character. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> neat, 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 neat. Yeah, that's some cool art there. Yeah, some of them are really incredible. And there's some really weird ones that we don't see anymore, like like the ooze method I was a big fan of and the radiant method. And mm. there's a salt method um, from the, the quasi-elemental plane of salt. Cool. Uh, all are really interesting, but for the most part, those 2 and 3E methods who don't exist anymore really only played a part in uh, Baldur's Gate 2. Okay. Beyond that, we, we don't really see them. And that's kind of it for method lore in in D and D in total. Like each method has their own little lore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, smoke are lazy liars and love to mock. Like each one has right. their own little paragraph about that, and then each method has a particular spell that they get. Okay, which we'll touch on in the stat blocks because there's no reason to be touching on you know the the yeah. ones from previous editions. Is it more or less the same for like the previous ones? Like everyone, they all just have a little bit of personality, and and that's all the detail they give you. That's it. It's like two sentences in in each mm-hmm. um, each wiki entry. Okay. Which is the same in the five E, uh, the five E rulebook. It's mm. two to three sentences about their composition and um, a little bit of personality quirk. Well, given the vacuum method doesn't exist, I am just going to say to listeners that if you wish to create a vacuum method, we'd love to hear about it. And uh, I suggest the personality of um, it's constantly having to clean up its kids' rooms and is very annoyed. You know, because it's vacuuming everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I would have went with somebody who refuses to split the check based on what they ate and just wants to split it evenly because those people suck. <laughs> uh, you know, because I serve so many people that do that. I think they think they're making it easier for the server, which is strictly speaking true, but it's also technology these days. It's like two button yeah. press. It just, you know, if you did your job right, you can just split it by the seats. No problem. <laughs> but if I just had a pint and a salad and you want to split your burger and cocktail uh, and you want to split that 50, 50. Yeah. No, no. I <laughs> uh, guess. Oh, you're just having a salad today. I guess uh, I'll have the lobster. I'll have the surf and turf. <laughs> Please. It's okay. We're going to split the check. All the yeah, we're going 50, 50. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, there is a variant rule included in 5e you can attach to any method, and it's uh, once per day, you have a 25% chance of summoning 1d4 like methods to act as an ally, and those methods remain for one minute or until the summoner dies or dismisses them. So oh, your steam okay. method could just, you know, you roll a d100, and if you get 25 or lower, you can summon 1d4 more steam methods. Crazy. Is this like an action they take, or? 
what triggers the this very this twi- this this die roll. Oh, this would be an action. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's still pretty cool, though. <laughs> Only twenty five percent chance, but damn, if you're fighting multiple methods and they can all do that, and they all nail the roll, you could be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, and anytime I get to roll a d one hundred, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, they're a good time. We don't use them often enough in five e. We need more like elaborate, crazy tables <laughs> to yeah, roll on. Hundred percent. Like even most of the um, random encounter tables are d twenty based. And there's one shot you've been running. We have a we have a player that uh, is uh, the um, wild spirit or the wildfire circle the wildfire druid, and he just found a table online for animals. So every time he, fi- he summons a spirit, he rolls himself a d one hundred. What did he, what he summon? A, a fiery dolphin. <laughs> a fiery dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> it was too funny. Good times. Uh, and I'm sure there are uh, uh, prominent methods in in other books, but there weren't any references. And I clicked through each individual hmm. method subtype because each one has their own page for whatever reason. <laughs> However, there is one that we know of and that we have met, and that is Sopo from Chapter Five of Rime of the Frost Maiden. Yep, <laughs> I remember him. I, if I remember correctly, you gave him a very thick New York accent. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I really leaned into the Long Island there. Yeah, given given the descriptors of aloof and cruel, um, that yeah, I think he did that pretty well because <laughs> we did not trust him. <laughs> no, no, he not was at all. so casual, and he just just like clearly wanted us to die. <laughs> yeah, he kept trying to like lead you into traps and stuff, and like yeah. and make way too much noise. He just and he made it so obvious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just by his aloofness. Yeah, <laughs> they're not particularly intelligent creatures. So. <laughs> like, oh, Sapo, just shut up. <laughs> He was yeah. fun though. That was a good. Uh, that's that standout one for me. That a lot of fun role playing him. Yeah. Uh, but that is that is it for Dungeons and Dragons. So normally, this is where we would dig into the cultural lore. Hmm. But since they're imp-like creatures, that's really just code for a divergent strain of imp. And since hmm. imp is their own creature under the devil category, I didn't even bother. Yeah, I mean, I remember we were talking off mic about that. We were talking about what creatures we we're going to do in the next little bit. And you were like, oh, they're just imps, so it's going to be a big one. I was like, no, 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 no. Double check quick. Double check. I, you might be wrong. So you, yeah. I'm glad you didn't go down the cultural or imps by mistake. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, I probably could have because Devils is going to be Ugh, either massive. a nightmare suite of full year or we're just not going to do it as a suite. <laughs> yeah. Year of the Devils. <laughs> A decade of the devil, I think, is probably more accurate at, at what, 20, 26 episodes a year? Yeah, jeez. The daunting decade of the devil. <laughs> so that, uh, that brings me right to, I guess, my favorite part of the episode. Which is uh, the drinking part. time for a beer. <laughs> which, uh, which method do you think would drink a delicious blackmail stout? That's a really interesting question. Because I don't, I can't imagine most of these creatures having digestive systems. Yeah. (laughs) So I think I'm going to go with the smoke method because they're kind of dark and smoky. I was thinking that too, but I thought maybe, you know, the mud method wouldn't have any issues with uh, some liquid being poured on it. It would just kind of add to the mud. That's true. Kind of, kind of creamy too. Yeah. If the dust method drank one might turn into a mud method. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. Yeah. There's there's your homebrew idea for the day. Pour beer <laughs> on a dust method to make it a mud see, method. See what happens. Get your alchemy jug out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, mechanics. Qu'est-ce que c'est?
First and foremost, we need to cover that all of these creatures have the elemental nature, as in they do not require food or sleep, and that is not included in the stat blocks, but it is included in the descriptive text. So read yes. your descriptive okay. paragraphs. Mm-hmm. That's usually the same case for like undead stuff too. They add yes. it in the, the lower bits instead of the stat block. Yeah. The second is that they have a death burst ability, which is essentially the same as the breath weapon, except that it affects all creatures within a five foot square. Mm-hmm. So instead of going over the mechanics of that individually every time, just assume that it's the same as the breath and we will get to the breath. Okay. They're all small, elemental, neutral, evil creatures. And uh, I have built us a fun little Excel table here. So if you look (laughs) at our show notes, um, it should be relatively easy to follow. So going down the line, we will start with the Dust Method. They are a one half CR with an AC of 12, HP 17. 30-foot fly, 30-foot land, which is the same with all of them unless we state otherwise. They are vulnerable to fire, immune to poison, and immune to being poisoned, which will also stay the same throughout each method, the poison and poison immunity. Mm -hmm. They have 60 feet dark vision. They speak Aran and Terran. They do have a death burst ability, and they, once per day, can cast the spell Sleep. Okay. They have a claw attack, which is a plus four to hit, 1d4 plus two slashing damage. And their breath weapon is a DC 10 dex save, 15 foot cone. And if you fail the dex save, you are blind for one minute. It is a blinding breath. Oh, one minute's a long time. One minute is a very long time. However, with this one, you are allowed to repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your subsequent turns until you succeed. So it's not likely to be a full minute. No, and 10 is a very low deck save. Yeah. Although, would you would you rule that it's no longer, if you're doing the end of your turn, is it, is it a con save? Does it specify that? No, it does not. I, I would rule that it would be con after you've been blinded. You're trying to shake off. You're not dodging anything anymore with a deck save once you've been blinded. I see where you're coming from. Mm. I would still leave it as a deck save because you're trying to rub the sand out of your eyes. Uh, uh Yeah. Okay. It's both. I mean, potato, yeah. potato. Like, it doesn't it doesn't really matter at DC ten? Fair enough. How about you just do a strength save and gouge your own eyes out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for the solutions. <laughs> yeah. Next one in line is the ice method. Also, CR one half, AC eleven, HP twenty one, uh, and they are vulnerable to both bludgeoning and fire. And they speak Orin and Aquin. They have a death burst. They also have false appearance. So when um, still they remain indistinguishable from the terrain. Uh, in this case, it's icicles, which I'm sure you are well familiar with there, Freeman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their spell is once per day, they can cast fog cloud. Yep. Their claws is a plus three to hit, and it does 1d4 plus one slashing plus 1d4 cold. Mm-hmm. And they have a frost breath, which is a DC 10 dex save. 15-foot cone, or 2d4 cold damage. All right, then. Straightforward. Very, very, very straightforward. These creatures are pretty well designed, all things considered. I was just thinking that. like, As simple as they are, it looks like a lot of thought went into every little detail here. Even just like there is a nice, there's a variation on those immunities and vulnerabilities that we're going to see all the way through, but they fit the element or combined elements of each one quite well. You know, the languages yep. suit, the spellcasting suits. Yeah, everything everything lines up so far. Yeah, so the next one is the Magma. It is the last CR one half. And the AC is 11, HP 22. 
They are vulnerable to cold. They speak Ignan and Terran. They have a death burst. They also have false appearance. And their spell of the day is heat metal. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's a possibly the, very significant spell. <laughs> none of these spells are, are a slouch. They're all really tight. Yeah. Um, except for arguably sleep, but I don't. A single target sleep can, can, can really mess you up, but awaking from sleep is pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, their claws is also plus three to hit, 1d4 plus one and 1d4 fire. They have Fire Breath, which is a DC 11 deck save, also a 15-foot cone, and they do 2d6 fire damage. Hmm. Hmm. So just a reminder, same with the Death Burst. So when they die, they do 2d6 fire damage to every creature within five feet, that same DC 11 deck save. Next is Mud. This is our first true variant of Mephit. It is a CR 1 quarter, AC 11, 27 HP. So that's our highest HP. Their speed is 20 land 20 fly and 20 swim so we've seen a 10 foot reduction in both the land and the fly but they gain that swim speed Mm -hmm. they have no vulnerabilities they speak aquan and terran they also have death burst and false appearance but the mud method has no spell casting instead of claws they they hit with their fists which is a plus three and they do 1d6 plus one bludgeoning and they have Mud Breath, which is a DC 11 deck save, and it's one creature within five feet. They are restrained for one minute. So I was wondering why they would be a quarter CR versus a half. That lack of spellcasting and that breath up and is not doing any damage, so I think that explains it. Although they do have the highest HP, but still, it's not by much. Yeah, there's no extra immunity there as well. It's just poison and poisoned, but there's also no vulnerability. Right, yeah. And now that you've mentioned it a couple of times, just want to double check that the listeners were caught, because I'm sure we've covered it before, but uh, I mean, we definitely did. Uh, false appearance just means like, you know, they can they can hide within a certain thing. You, you cannot discern them from from it. So like the mud method can just be in mud and, and you would never know it's there as you pass by. Indistinguishable, yeah. Yeah. Next one is Smoke Mephit, which is also CR one quarter, AC 12, HP 22. We are back to the 30 feet land and fly speeds. They have no vulnerabilities. They are immune to fire as well as poison and the poisoned condition. They speak Orin and Ignan. They have death burst. They do not have false appearance, which is batshit to me. That's weird. Yeah. Their spell is Dancing Lights. Also kind of weird. They have claws. uh, We're back to claws. They have a plus four to hit. 1d4 plus two slashing damage. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have Cinder Breath, so it's a DC 10 deck save, 15-foot cone, and blind for one round. Okay. Uh, so the creature fails it is blind to the end of the smoke method's next turn. So, I mean, blind's not good, but it's only one round, uh, and it's only dancing lights. That's, that's certainly the weakest of the spells that are there. So yeah. that sort of makes sense why, again, why it's a quarter CR instead of half. Yeah, and then we have our steam method, which is a one-quarter CR. 10 HP or 10 AC, 21 HP. They are immune to fire as well as poison and poisoned. They speak Aquan and Ignan. They have Death Burst. They also do not have False Appearance, which is, again, just batshit insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they have their spell is Blur, which is wildly more, more significant than Dancing Lights. Yep. <laughs> sure is. Uh, plus two to hit with their claws, 1d4 slashing, and a flat 1d4 fire. So these ones should definitely be a, a one half, not a one I think quarter. So. Yeah, definitely. Great spell. Yeah, and their breath is a steam breath. It is a DC 10 deck save, 15 foot cone, and 1d8 fire damage. Mm. 
Uh, and all of those that do damage are half on a success. Okay. That was the fun chart of methods. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's methods. My, my thoughts, my thoughts. I appreciate uh, that the ice methods are, are vulnerable to bludgeoning. I, I like that little tidbit. And um, I don't have too much trouble with most of it, other than the fa- I'm with you on the false appearance for the dust, smoke, and steam methods. And it gives me an idea about um, giving it to them and then also giving them uh, some sort of ability that they could make easily shift in, in and out of uh, incorporeality. Is you know, and that'll be part of their false appearance or some such, um, which would make them much more powerful. But I, I don't know how I would quite do it in detail. It's been a while since we covered something incorporeal, but um, I love the idea of having a non undead incorporeal creature. They're extremely rare, and I feel like this is a missed opportunity to do that, as at least as a variant. Yeah, that would increase the CR by quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. But like, hey, let's have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I think these these creatures are pretty neat in in the idea that like it's you can kind of do that uh, that four e minion thing that you like um, where everything just has one hit point. Um, you don't uh, they don't have to be a one hit point thing, but these are like a, one of those creatures where there's a chance even with that variant summon rule that you can be fighting multiple and so put a whole bunch against or a potential whole bunch against a higher level party um, and like let them feel kind of powerful taking them down and all there's all these different things happening different breath weapons and death bursts and stuff like that uh, it could be a really neat encounter and then maybe it's topped off with like these bulked up incorporeal methods yeah that'd be a really cool swarm encounter for sure yeah yeah i i really like these creatures i just i feel like they just missed the boat a little bit and i think honestly these might be um a product of how early they were released in fifth edition so like there weren't a whole lot of earth spells and that's probably why the mud method doesn't have a spell because there wasn't very many around and obviously they're not going to give this little flying mud method earth glider, you know, some other Right. I mean they could like have that. given them mold earth, which is just like a cantrip. It's not that special, but at least it'd be it something. It wasn't around back then though. No, it wasn't it? around. Oh, that's always oh, elevo- elemental evil com- players companion. I think so, yeah. It was, yeah. Son of a bitch. Because that's what I was thinking was was Mold Earth. But then I was like, no, mm. I don't think that's in the player's handbook. Yeah. We give them the sixth level spell, Move Earth. <laughs> Perfect. Why not? Done deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's one of those moments where you're like, I wish you would just do a cool errata here, guys. Why why, why have you abandoned this this creature, this mud method? The poor guy well, needs a little assistance. <laughs> in their defense, they may have. I just don't know where the oh, erratas that's, are. That, that's fair. Yeah. Nor do I ever look at them. <laughs> this is also true yeah uh, but the, you, you're absolutely right the fact that like if you're going to do it you might as well do it I like that they each have this little thing that's kind of their own whether it be a vulnerability or the mud method swim speed um, but I really wish it had a spell and I really wish they all had false appearance I don't see I don't see what, what value there is to not giving the smoke false appearance or the, right. the steam or the, the dust like it just doesn't make sense to me I mean yeah I, f- I feel like it's just because you'd have to have an exceptionally thick cloud of each in order to hide, like, the fact that they actually do have some physical shape. Whereas, like, 
ice kind of makes sense. They they fold probably fold themselves into a, a certain um, you know way, and then they just kind of create this straight icicle looking feature. Magma and mud they can literally like be almost entirely covered more easily by magma and mud, and just have a tiny bit of them you know actually poking out, but you just can't tell the difference. So I, I kind of get it, but I don't think it's good enough to you know warrant not giving them the ability. I feel like it's lazy. Just come up with something cool and like the incorporeality or something. Um, yeah, so, or like a particulate form or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I um I get what you're saying, but I get what they've done. But you know, ultimately it could be better. Yeah, and I mean that's that's fine. Um, like we we can easily help them out and and add stuff like that to our own mm-hmm. games. That's not a big deal. The difference between a CR one quarter and a CR five is negligible to me though. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think thorn whip would have been a good mud method spell. Uh, yeah, that's not too bad actually. And just like reskin it. So it's like this whip of mud as opposed yeah. to like an actual <laughs> thorn. I'm here for it. Mud whip. Isn't that a, isn't that a Pokemon move? <laughs> uh, I mean, mud something. maybe. Mud Splash? Really, Mud Kip <laughs> is a Pokemon. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but the moves I can't keep track of. There's there's so many, and I've played every major major installment. <laughs> I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that was the right choice. That was, <laughs> was very much the right choice. Pokemon peaked on the 3DS. Don't, mm-hmm. don't at me. It, Sword and Shield are not that good. But that's, uh, that's Mephits. That's Mephits. All right. Um, I know you've used, you've used them for Sapo and Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Yeah. I've talked previously about having used, uh, created a scenario, a series of scenarios uh, uh, surrounded by a false appearance. And um, this, these were absolutely in one of those. Um, it was like a room that was divided into three. One was like ice, one was uh, like stone, but like had magma, like uh, spewing out of like a well or something. And then one was mud. And it was like, they were all colliding with each other on the floor. And the whole thing was about, yeah, just like having these, these, uh, different ones like pop out and attack. But then I think I had like a, I can't remember what, how it was, but I think I had a system where it was like, if you, if you, uh, killed one of the ice methods or knocked one of the ice methods into the magma area, it would turn into a steam method. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, something along those lines. And so it was like the whole idea was to have these three elemental parts of the room be able to have and create all six. So it could escalate to something quite dangerous. Um, so yeah. I'm fast and loose with the rules, but uh, that was the whole point of the of the series. So Yeah, those were fun. Mm. These are yet another creature that may make me want to run more lower level stuff. Like, yeah, I... I know that no player wants to play first, you know, first through realistically third, if not fifth level, like everything yeah. kind of before fifth really kind of is less interesting. But mm-hmm. for, for me as a GM, um, I, I really like low level play. I really like that you're just starting out, you know, you're mm-hmm. first to fifth level because I can still use stuff like a steam method without having to completely redo it. Right. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like one of the one of the things I got right is is like creating cool ideas at lower level for creatures. But one of the things they didn't get right was you know PCs at low level. So it's like most of the table is not having that much fun. They don't have a whole lot to do, and like on a mechanical level, I should say, they can still be very yeah. creative. And then, but then you we also have too many 
We have too many low CR creatures. You know, they're some of them are really neat, but it's like there's so many of them at like CR one. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just and below. It's just an, an absolute mess of them. And like we we, yeah. we constantly bring it up. We're disappointed by you know anytime, you get, especially you get those groupings. Like when you do gnolls, and you do orcs, and you do goblins or whatever. Um, it's like there's just every they have a smattering of stat blocks. They're all super low level. Like oh, just need you know we need a balance of for for everyone to have some enjoyment. And like you shouldn't have to rework these guys just because your players are level five. And you shouldn't have to use like twenty of them just because your players are level eight. Um, they should give you a little more a little more variance and level and and CR and stuff. I think across the board. I mean, I feel like that's like a, a book wizard should do is hey. Here's a bunch of low-level creatures, but higher-level versions go. Like we're gonna just do this massive book dedicated to you know higher-level versions and reskins. Yeah, that's actually kind of what I'm expecting out of Flea Mortals. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. It's uh, uh, Matthew Coville's at this point upcoming Kickstarter. It's a 5e monster manual. Okay. So I'm I'm expecting a lot more higher-level creatures out of that. That's cool. I'm sure he'll do great work. Yeah. Well, I backed it, so we'll we'll have a copy of it floating around. Sweet. And maybe we just do like a review of that book after we've had a had a little bit of time to look at it. Yeah, that'd be fun. What about you, listeners? Do you have a way that you would beef up the methods? Um, because that seems to be what the only thing we ask you for. If you do, or you have a, a custom vacuum method homebrew that you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EncounterPod or Instagram at Encounter.Pod. You can find our previous larger episodes where I've covered way too many creatures in one, like Slatty at EncounterThis.ca that hosts the entire uh, ad-free back catalog of our our shows and if you really like this and you want to inspire us or i guess a better use of the word force us to do a creature that you have your heart set on you can find us on patreon.com backslash encounter pod five dollars a month will get your handwritten thank you letter and access to our show notes and for ten dollars a month you can suggest that creature you so sorely want us to rip to shreds and tell you isn't very good because that (laughs) seems to be what we do here Uh, that being said, I actually really like the methods. There's not a whole lot I would change um, other than the false appearance and giving mm-hmm. that mud method um, some sort of spell. At this point, Mold Earth works just fine. But I looked it up and it, and it is from uh, Elemental Evil. So. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this much drier, but <laughs> on the plus side, much shorter episode. <laughs> you know what? Scrap the episode. What? I just found out salt's a mineral. You can't have two. You can't do that. You can't have a mineral method and salt method. It's just bullshit. You didn't know salt was a mineral. Well, no, I kind of did. I just wanted to have a silly ending. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like your vacuum methods to be, I sure took the air out of that argument. (laughs) 